0: Welcome to Intro to Wakandan Studies, or as I like to call it, The Road to Wakanda. This is a carefree black nerd classroom in which the Road to Wakanda is intended to introduce students to the content and contours of Wakandan Studies, including its genealogy, development, and future challenges. I'm your professor, Rain Coleman, and in this session, we will be discussing your midterm assignment, the film Black Panther. We're also joined by our very own professor of U.S. and colonial history, Professor Walker. For those of you studying abroad and at home, be sure to use the hashtag RTWPod when listening to this session as live tweeting will be 50% of your grade. Uh, Now we're going to go ahead and begin class here and thank you all for showing up. And for those of you who've seen the film, kudos to you. For those of you who haven't, you might want to cover your ears for a bit of spoilers. Alrighty, class, we have a very, very special guest lecturer with us today. She uh, has a resume up the ass. She has uh, all this goodness to pour into us. We're going to go over the film of Black Panther, but um, I'm actually going to let this wonderful professor guest lecturer introduce herself. Go ahead, ma'am. Uh, good,
1: good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening, class. I am Professor Walker. You can call me Train Bean for today. Um, I am, let's just say I'm the professor of U.S. and colonial history at the University of Wakanda. Mm,
0: come, Yes, that's, <laughs> yes, she is down the hall to the right. Uh, I found her in one of her classes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm
1: the host of Talking to the Screen, which is a podcast where we discuss black movies and TV shows and debate them. So if you are wondering what is the best uh, Ice Cube movie that's not Friday or what the worst Denzel movie is, come check out our podcast at Talking to the Screen on Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes.
0: Good deal, good deal. And uh, those of you out there in the distance extended learning, make sure you go into the show notes or the message board, a.k.a. SoundCloud comments and uh, leave Professor Tree Bean a message and uh, let her know how great she is and how wonderful her show is. Now, now in Intro to Wakandan Studies, we have been, or as I prefer to call it, (laughs) Roll to Wakanda, we have been going over different noteworthy characters in the Black Panther mythos and here in Wakanda. Um, We last left off with Mbaku, played by Winston, the stand breakout star, well, the male breakout star, I'll say. Okay. People have been fawning over, you know, understandably so. And so, I guess, give the class your your initial thoughts on the movie itself. Like how did you feel about Wakanda? How did you feel about Black Panther All like- that?
1: Okay, so, <laughs> it's really crazy. Uh, my friend introduced me, my friend Chad introduced me to Wakanda and Black Panther about 10 years ago. And we've been, this is highly anticipated and we are very happy about it. And just the visuals of Wakanda were just striking mm-hmm. the visuals of the people were striking. this was it, a lot of care was put into this yeah and you tell and you can tell that care was taken in selecting the people who mm-hmm. would create this world um, and because it's going to be introduced to a lot of people through this film. A lot of people are not familiar with Wakanda. a lot of people are not familiar with Black Panther and to see this safe haven for black people and African culture on screen is really moving at a time where a lot of us don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it is just a constant reminder of what we are working towards. And it might not be a hidden compound or a hidden country, but it it is just us carving out a safe space for ourselves. And it was awesome to see that on screen and to see these brilliant actors bring these characters to life. Mm
0: Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. Uh, Wakanda, Wakanda is such an amazing place. It has been depicted as this place that's never been invaded, you know. But right. throughout the lessons that we've been through here, we know that that is not a hundred percent the case. But it has had this very pristine, magical kind of setting that's been at an arm's reach in the Marvel universe. Yeah. And for all of the films and all of the comic books and all of the like animated shows that we've had, Wakanda seemed to be I'm it's been a long time coming, but I'm glad it took this long. And yeah. I say that because there's some movies and TV shows where the CGI just is not good. No. And there are even Fantastic Four, Thor, uh The Hulk and Spider Man properties from back in the 60s that were attempted and that were made that just were not good
1: I keep forgetting about those incredible yes. Hulk movies I um. keep forgetting they existed <laughs> Listen, it exists
0: yes and they are not good at all and, well no 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 I was not that they're not good just the visuals are dated <laughs> to yeah. say the least yeah. and so for us to get a Black Panther film in this day and age what a time. What a time. What a time to be alive. Be you be a alive. nerd, be a blurred, uh, white Man. Old, woke white person. <laughs> like it 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 was amazing. Um even starting with the beginning of the film, I appreciate the story of Wakanda that was told in the beginning. Yeah. Um, in the same vein of the Star Trek like rolling screen, where yeah. it gave you all the backstory you needed yeah to enjoy this film there was no um i personally felt like though i know a bit about black panther wakandan history i felt as if um everything was black and white you understood what you needed now do you feel like coming into this that they left some things out or that it was a satisfactory beginning
1: the big be- no i love the beginning i even love the um what is that black stuff that that they're using to recreate and make models of things. You know, out of- I
0: don't know. I want to say it's coal or sand, but I don't know. I
1: don't think I it's want it- to know what that is because no. I love the technology, but I, mm-hmm. it ju- I was, as I was watching the history unfold and be told of the history of Wakanda and the history mm-hmm. of the continent, it, it jumped out at me that they didn't, they, they blatantly put slaves in the middle of absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like in chains, headed to the boat. Somebody like was hitting one of them. I was like, y'all mm-hmm. with this- right square in the middle of the screen where we could see it. Because there's so much happening on the screen because it's telling world history, like world Mm -hmm. history happening around those uh, black people marching to those boats. Mm -hmm. So when the movie comes out like that, like we're not skipping over this, we're not gonna walk around this, it's gonna be right in your face.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It was an excellent opening. I loved even the opening with the stars and the sky. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Baba, tell me the story. Tell me the story of why we hide. Tell me the story of why we're here. Mm-hmm. Because I am my profession a historian, and so it it was perfect. It was um, it was succinct. It was it was just enough. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, the stars the the opening, and even jumping to nineteen ninety two, Oakland. Shocker! Y'all just threw Sterling K Brown in his cast and didn't say nothing to nobody about right. it. Right. Oh. And what mess and it what ruined it for me was I actually looked up the Black Panther cast before the movie and I oh. saw him there and I was like, Wait, Sterling came in this movie, but I didn't I didn't even tweet about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't say nothing. I was like, I ruined the surprise for myself, I'm not gonna ruin it for everybody else.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: <laughs> And um but the, the opening was it was fantastic. Absolutely. And, and it, I, it sets up the drama for the rest of the movie. It this was a good movie. Yes. Like, yes. you could take the costumes off and just have this plot.
0: Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm yeah I I totally agree and I really I think they did a phenomenal job with this considering when okay um Stanley used to say something which was every comic is somebody's first comic so back in the day when you wrote comic books it was always for someone who's never read it before so you'll have a fantastic four it could be issue number 106 but they'll say oh, Johnny, no, oh, brother, what are you doing? Oh, yep. Johnny, and it'll, it'll have these cues where you know that Sue Storm is the invisible woman and this is her brother. They would make it yep. painfully clear in the first couple pages. I say all that to say that with the history of Marvel movies that we've had over the past 10 years, Wakanda and Black Panther are new to this Yeah, arena. Every yeah. movie should is someone's first movie. I feel like they spelled out Wakanda very clearly to anybody who knows nothing about Black Panther they just know he was in Civil War 2 and that they want to see this movie they did everything in a way where it didn't take 7 or 8 movies yes. to uncover now we got Wakanda in I think it was Age of Ultron when he mentioned Wakanda and I think Claw was in that and one Vibranium. or yeah, yeah Vibranium and then we got Captain America Civil War where T'Challa actually showed up now those aside, I still feel like they did a damn good job with this being a standalone movie. If this movie was nowhere near, yeah. you don't have to watch any other Marvel movie, but this, yep. you will understand everything that has happened, and it'll be a good standalone movie. Yeah.
1: yeah. I know there are people in there who have never seen a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, yes, yes. Enjoy
1: right along with the rest of us.
0: Right, right. Just because you got a, a award with, like, this wonderful cast, for one. Yeah. They are black as hell. Even the white folks look good just being near all this blackness. Like yes, it, and it. I was saying to a friend of mine, the thing that I like about this film, post watching it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, is the fact that <laughs> in black cinema you get, and I and I can't think of an example now, but you'll get something in say a Martin sitcom where it references juice or uh boys in the hood or something it might be an offhand comment and i feel as if black panther is a movie where later on in the future maybe in insecure season three or in (laughs) atlanta you're gonna get a reference to black panther and i can't say that that has happened with a disney movie past making a disney princess joke and I don't think you're going to get other references like that in black cinema to other Marvel movies such as Iron Man or uh, Black Widow or Ant-Man. And the Wild. Like you're not going to get those references to those movies in other black cinema going forward. I just don't think you will.
1: No, it's a it's a it's a cultural icon even before it hit the screen. Mm-hmm. I remember. We're saying, what are we gonna do if Black Panther's not good? Everybody was like, act like it is.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: Like until we die, <laughs> like we're just gonna take that to the grave. Right.
0: Right. Like, right.
1: It was a cultural icon before it even came out. It is a just like you said, just like Boys in the Hood, just like these these pieces of black art mm-hmm. that I'm always call back to. Yes. Because they are important, and they did something new and brilliant, and they are now a part of us. And we're going to carry these things with us forever. Wakanda forever.
0: Wakanda forever. That's right, class. Those of you out there type Wakanda (laughs) forever once you get to this portion of the session. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, no, no, no. So going forward, you mentioned two things, Sterling K. Brown and Oakland. I would like to take a quick aside to let everyone know I've been watching This Is Us. I'm new to This Is Us. There is a challenge of are you going to cry when watching This Is Us? I ain't cry, but I will say my eyes got really heavy, and uh, there was a couple times I had to cut off the TV and put on something else. Sterling.
1: To associate Sterling K. Brown with
0: crying. I (laughs) I I I, I just when I him his the the family that I'm getting from him on this show not and his nuclear family not his like siblings and mom and all that good stuff but his wife and kids and father and it's such a touching story. And I only know him from This Is Us. I don't know him from anything else. So to see him pop up in this film blew me away. Because like you said, it wasn't mentioned. And I deliberately... its not in
1: the poster, I don't think.
0: No, at all. I would look at the IMBD and I would only go as far as the first five characters just to see. Because I knew Chadwick. I knew Lupita Nyong'o. I knew Letitia Wright. I knew uh, Winston... Was it Duncan? Who played M'Baku? Uh, believe that's it, like I knew they were in the film and I didn't want to spoil anything for myself but once I saw him I I was floored, I'm sorry that, that fucked me up, I had to recover from seeing his black ass black beautiful skin big wide mouth, bright white teeth and like switching
1: from accents that and just regal regal in a blue tee and a gold chain regal, yes,
0: yes, absolutely absolutely and i i'm getting old because they said oakland 1992 and i was thinking okay oakland 1992 (laughs) counting up i'm like okay 1992 2002 2000 2022 (laughs) so that's 18 years approximately and i'm thinking okay he has to be in his say early 30s yeah but then of course the twist happened where he was no longer with us and i was thinking who is he is this forrest whitaker Playing him as an adult, like it, I, I did a lot of math in my head around this time, and I, <laughs> I it was...
1: because I, when I saw it the second time, I was like, wait, aren't they gonna have the scene with the where he tries to, you know, whatever? Yeah, I, I thought, I thought, I thought that was at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and it turns out they just cut it and went to the credits. Yeah. It was just like coming home, you stand in trial, credits. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I did not even like. I,
0: that's why I had to go, that's why I'm telling y'all, watch it again, please. Yes, yes, watch it more than once, goddammit. Um, so, so so, let's get, get into this first scene, because I think this is very important, past the introduction of Wakanda, to let all the uh, folks in the crowd know what Wakanda is. When we get to this scene, I, it, Ryan Coogler did a very good job at plot twist in the movie. Yeah. itself. Yeah. yeah. This first Kind of, I guess, was it two or three where we get, uh, again, in a blue what uh, is Cyan is Uncle Cyan. He's he's um, um, telling this. What is he doing? He's, like, getting together a kind of revolutionary uh, blueprint. He's trying to.
1: It almost looks like a bank heist. Like, you can't tell. You Yeah. He, like, had a car right here. We're going to be right here. He's just mapping out a plan, and you mm-hmm. see these huge guns on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, what y'all doing? Like you think Black Panther gonna come in and fight him or something like Right, that.
0: exactly. That's why I was like, okay, I don't how was this tying in? But the way that they did where he um there was a knock at the door and then oh god, I should have <laughs> looked this up. Uh homeboy goes to answer the door and he says, Is that what, is uh,
2: that what?
0: Yeah. He says there's these two Grace Jones looking chicks at the door. <laughs> and um I instantly knew that's the door I know that, that gotta be it. That gotta be it. <laughs> But I'm Next I'm containing myself. <laughs> and we get the Dormalaje come in the house, they're talking to uh Cyan and then like XYZ whatever. His accent switches from an American accent to this African accent, which fucked me up. Because even <laughs> then I did not even with the presence of the Dormalaje, I did not understand immediately what was going on with the fit with the with um Sterling's character. I didn't understand I just didn't understand what was going on where Sterling K. Brown was um, revealed to be a Wakandan. Uh, yeah. The Black Panther's brother, very own brother, fucked me up. <laughs> one thing I really, really liked about this film was that neon tattoo in the bottom lip of the Wakandans. Yes,
1: I love I,
0: that. I have a good mind to go get one on my own.
1: <laughs> Man! Man! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Look, it yeah that did look yeah something and i and you know was never explained i don't know if this was supposed to be because you are wakanda this is running through your blood or is this is something that you're branded with as a it has to be something that you're branded with because eventually we find out that uh killmonger has one so i was under the impression that his father gave him a lot of wakandan history just did not reveal that to anyone else um yeah yeah, so um so that first scene, what what were your thoughts watching this um kinda again, these twists in the first like five minutes of this scene unfold? When
1: when James goes to the door and says there's these two Grace Jones chicks outside, they got spears and Sterling K. Brown said they're not gonna knock again. Yeah. Either he's met I was like he's met these niggas before or yes. I I was I was on the edge of my seat because I was like, how does he know they're not gonna knock again? Like, yes. what have you seen some Wakandans before? Yes. Come in, and the whole exchange. You know, you Wakandan. Like, let me see, and the tapping of the spears and everything mm. going, and then the Black Panther just showing mm. up. Yes. That's Batman could never.
0: Could never.
1: Batman and I love Batman, and Batman <laughs> could. Never. <laughs> oh, he wishes. Oh my God. And yeah. hey, baby brother. And it's I like it's just me and my brother. Me and my brother are only two kids. So uh uh-huh. bronze brothers are very important to me. So it was it was awesome to see this, but it was really sad. And oh man, like to find out that Denzel, like, you thought she was the only spy we had out here. You think we'd have like <sighs> And it and it and it like I said, like I was saying earlier, we had to talk about this. You know, conversation about this Wakanda nationalism, and it almost goes into this uh, conversation about Wakanda's surveillance.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Through the movie, they're saying we got spies in every country, and I was mm-hmm. like, I bet y'all do. Yeah. <laughs> like, I bet you have spies everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because why you? Nobody even knows you're here. Like that's the you have the biggest advantage on all the spies in the known world because yes. nobody even knows you have an intelligence community.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, and it was just, you almost don't even know who to be mad at. you mad at the king for spying on his brother. you mad at his brother for not believing that somebody could be spying on him. Like, what are y'all doing in Oakland in 1992? And mm-hmm. then the speech Sterling K. Brown gives, again, coming at you straight, like, we're not sidestepping these issues in this black, in this black African diaspora. Yes. They are over policed. They are their communities are flooded with drugs. Their leaders are assassinated. Mm-hmm. He started with leaders are assassinated. hmm hmm You know, what are we gonna do? Like, and he's he's almost crying to his brother. Yeah. And his brother in you know, almost what is coming to be typical Wakanda fashion is staring at Stone standing in their stone, he says, like, and
0: yes. yes, yes. This yes. is our
1: business, is our business. This yeah. is not our business. Like, you What's hear to like
0: take note which is it's very interesting because again like you said you don't know who to be mad at or have the issue with and in black panthers history he has for me personally i feel like done some things that were kind of absent-minded in the for wakanda like he's he joined the avengers to see what kind of threat they were when he met the fantastic four for the first time he attacked them to see if they were um formidable threats to help him out on a mission. Like he did things that I feel like were ass backwards. But when you see the where he comes from in the mind frame that Wakandans have as a collective, which is this is us, we're protecting our own, enough to the point where we're gonna send spies out to other countries, but we're not going to send resources to other countries. It's like I it makes sense I, although I don't agree with a lot of shit that he's done, it still makes sense in the framework yeah. of this world, and that, yeah. mm, that was, that was damn good. And I like seeing T'Chaka, who played young T'Chaka, because that guy, he for his five minutes on screen, he did the damn thing, um, man.
2: Yeah.
0: In his suit, and he, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> he, he did such an amazing job. Uh huh. Yeah.
1: His name is
0: Atando Akani. Okay, that's, I'll let you say that because I will not <laughs> be as um, eloquent with saying that. <laughs> so you say his name and then I'll just take you off. No, he did a really good job. And I don't know that he will get many more chances to act unless there's a flashback or he's reincarnated as a different character. But for yeah. the time he had on screen, he did a really good job. And I applaud that yeah. young man because you you acted your ass off and it was believable yeah um yeah so now when it comes down to any watching this movie through the first time it was like okay and I could go and piece things back together but watching it through for a second time made me realize that um I know I was having a debate with someone about the age of young Killmonger who's played by Seth Carr um on Instagram, cute little kid, his mom and him, they do the damn thing. She is running his Instagram account, and oh. I love it. I love it. Oh. Yes, and he, he, yeah, that little motherfucker, he did his thing. Good good. kudos to you. But we were having a conversation about the kids seeing lights in the sky and translating to um, Killmonger, how did he get from point A, being a little kid on the basketball court, to point B, being Killmonger himself. Yeah. And I... I have an issue with stories about black people, and uh, specifically black men who fathers are killed and there's yeah. a drive-by or there's some gang war or something. I have an issue with those stories but in the yeah. framework of this movie I accepted what was presented to us and it wasn't jarring like it wasn't like a oh your dad was a no good drug dealing nigga and that's yeah, what
1: no, I- it, is, it is a. a it is a classic almost and I hate I don't like Shakespeare. All right, mm. I don't know why everybody stands for Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. I just, don't. but it is a classic tale of brothers and the throne.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And, and being the heir to the throne—that is a classic tale that spans every culture because every culture has rulers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everybody has stories about how people come to power. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, this isn't some this isn't some commoner shot down in the street.
0: Mm-hmm story of ascension to the throne yes yes and i for all the characters that i feel like should have movies and should have netflix series and whatnot i really think that marvel has an opportunity which i I doubt they'll do this but i feel like they have an opportunity to flesh out the backstory of a lot of these characters if we could get a four episode miniseries on Netflix about all- the life of Killmonger, like from that kid walking into the house and his father did. to he showed up in that art gallery. If you could give me his going to MIT, him fighting in Iraq, him getting like a hundred plus kills or a thousand plus kills. I would like to see him fleshed out. I would like to see the Dora Milaje from the time they showed up. Those two Grace Jones looking chicks to the time we see them in present day Wakanda. Like, I feel like there's an opportunity to do more with these characters that I don't think Marvel would do it, but it would be an amazing thing to see the world of Wakanda in this Netflix arena where you can pace out a story and you're not limited to two hours for one story
1: take a web short where we get to see sterling k brown dropped off in oakland falling in love having you know, a baby
0: absolutely you know what I, scratch all that i said yes i would that would be dope yep yeah, i'm gonna go that with that I'm a, a
1: def- a parody like i don't care <laughs> like yeah i just want to see that i want to see him horrified mm-hmm, stand mm-hmm. in the corner and not scared that anybody's gonna kill him like
0: right 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 right
1: i know that and that would just i, I could see that like nigga, you ain't scared like scared of you what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I'm proud that, uh, yeah, this is. I'm. I'm here for that. And I don't. I can't quite remember. Uh, because I was so engulfed in the film itself, I wasn't paying attention to yeah. details like I should have. But why was um Sterling there? Was he there explicitly to be the spy in America in California, or did he have a mission there? Do you remember?
1: He said you were sent here. He said a word. He said some type of. It was almost like you know how missions have code names. Yeah. He said a. He said some type of name that sounded like a code name for a mission. You were sent here for a something.
0: Okay. And it, okay. Was,
1: it was. I think it was a type of mission, but I didn't catch it.
0: Okay. Okay. Cause shit, I didn't. I. I, was I just yeah.
1: I just watched it before we got like. I just got home from the theater.
0: <laughs> Good deal. I, okay. Okay. Um and then moving forward now the 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 murder or the, yeah cuz it's a murder I'm not going to say the death the murder of yeah. um of Sterling like another something that I did not see coming. Uh, no nope. and it it that that fucked me up uh Njopu that's the name Njopu but Double. the murder of him it 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 was I had an emotional reaction to it. Um, nah for real And and that is at the hands of the king and not only his king, his brother. And understandably, so he should have been punished. Um, for you know selling off the uh, the vibranium, but didn't he reach for a
1: gun? He reached for a gun gun and pointed it at James. Yes, gonna kill James because he was so hurt from James betraying ready for the credits to stop and for us to see his trial I was like oh shit we're gonna have this trial right. and Killmonger's gonna be all in exile and like mm-hmm. everybody hates him because daddy is mm-hmm. a traitor yes. like I was ready for that and that um, is
0: not what happened at all and I I, I was that was devastated. one thing I'll say not to keep it so negative but what I hate about Disney films which I don't know if, if and I doubt well I'm not gonna say I doubt because anything's possible Killmonger did not have a mother most Disney princesses do not have mothers for whatever reason.
1: Nope. What hate, is it, Disney and killing mamas? I don't
0: know. You know, society hates women and everything feminine. So, I mean, I guess there's that. But I was pissed. Like, I I felt like I, I could have lived with her not being around. I wanted to visually see her. Only reason I could live with her not being around is because I feel like Sterling or Njopo, I feel like him being with an American woman was, it seems as if that was against the plan. Like he shouldn't have yeah. created a child. So I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with not having seen her. Like, I, yeah, I, I where was she? Where is this woman? To because yeah, I'm that, looking at Killmonger as a kid,
1: I'm looking at Killmonger as a adult, I'm like, where is your
0: mama? Yeah. It, and if she's dead, I, I'm not going to say I'm okay with that. But that wasn't even explicitly like spelled out for it. us, and I I don't like that. I mean, I guess you're pushing the narrative that men can be single dads too, but that's not that wasn't enough for me. I was like, okay, where is where the fuck is his mom?
1: Like, and see that could be like that could be the web short or the web series or the or the or the or yes. the mini follow like, her,
0: follow that woman.
1: And, man, because like, what if he lost the drugs and that's what drove him to go so crazy that he would mm-hmm. steal from his he would have white man steal from his own people like. They killed the mother of my child. Like, I have something
0: to stop this. Like, you know, I can see that. There's so much that can be done. And I mentioned in the Killmonger lesson before even seeing the film that I did want a series about Killmonger and his time wandering the earth after exile from Wakanda. I want to see his rise to to brilliance because he was a political leader as well. He was also... high ranking at MIT like he has he's not just a villain for the sake of being a villain he is educated he has a lot of background I I just I wanted more I wanted more and I wish they
1: hadn't killed him I don't like to say like Marvel kills all their villains
0: well what I'll say to that is I was disgusted with that but in Killmonger's history he has been resurrected several times through the resurrection altar so I'm hoping and praying that that's the direction they're going to take and bring Michael B. Jordan back. Because I don't... He was too dynamic of a character to just kill him off like that and that be the end
1: of it. Like, I, and I I had my issues with Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Like, I didn't like the hair. <laughs> I felt like they were... just For a person who doesn't have a... He doesn't have a naturally villainous face, right? Yeah, yeah. But villains can... Even menacing villains can be in fact some of the most menacing villains are handsome.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's what's really scary about them. Yeah. People want to do what beautiful people want them to do. Right, people right. Want to follow beautiful people. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the culture of celebrity we have right now. Yes, absolutely. And so to try to make him big and scare like Michael B. Jordan is big. He's a big motherfucker. Like I'm mm-hmm. So to try to make him menacing in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have been quiet and soft-spoken and still whooped T'Challa's ass. Yes. Still even sca- When handsome men get like, even Marshall Ali's cotton mouth. Yeah. Is very, oh. yeah. He's very quiet, but he's still very scared with that creepy ass laugh. Like, he is, yes. Handsome and beautiful villains are very doable, even in this sense where, you know, and that's one of the things I noticed about the difference between... Black cultures all over the world mm-hmm. and European or Western cultures is we'll fight. We can just stop this conversation <laughs> right now and just have a fight.
2: Absolutely. Like, fuck,
1: fuck that whole passive aggressive. Get up. Yeah. Like so, even in that culture, a handsome nigga can still be scared. I mean, T'Challa is still Black Panther, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's my. I was like, if he if if they bring him back, I hope that he doesn't have to look like that anymore, and I hope that he doesn't have to yell and scream the whole movie because he yeah. yelled a lot. I was he, like, he did. Yeah, I was like, you don't have to yell to get your point across. You don't have to yell to make us scared of you. A Mm-mm. lot of times, you can speak like this and are very calm. That's unnerving.
0: Um, case in point: Jill Scott and Black Lightning. She does Ooh. not raise her voice. That woman is horrifying. Gross. She is frightening. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs>
1: so I hope that that's like the, that is that was one of that was one of that was like one of my only qualms. Like, just lower your volume, Michael B. Jordan. And, like even. Know, even when he had it in the man bun, I could deal with the man bun. But he didn't <laughs> like you to try to force him to be something he's not. Like if you wanted somebody to be coming there and be big and scary, like yeah. that should have got Travante Rhodes or Kofi. Okay. Cer- like, and you you know, it, I was
0: I think the guy Winston uh, Duke, that's his name, who played Mbaku, he should have been Killmonger just on the Killmonger. sheer size. He because Killmonger is in the comics like seven feet tall. Yeah, in like three hundred, and just by his physique, I feel like he he was very good as Mbaku, and I I believed him, and I I I wanted more of him, but I feel like he he would have did a better job, or no no I shouldn't say that he I think he would have been a better choice physically at yeah. least for uh, Killmonger over Michael B Jordan, I and just- he
1: was also giving off this regality, like he just yes. looked cleanly, yes. just on that big ass chair with that mountain behind him, Mm -hmm. like, he was the most regal person in the film after Angela Bassett.
0: Absolutely. And the Bassett
1: Bassett is queenly no matter what she's wearing, no Mm -hmm. matter where she's going, what she's saying. So, putting her in royal garb, royal African garb just adds to it. But this child, Winston Duke, like Duke, yeah, Duke is the right name, because you look regal sitting there,
0: Absolutely. And he, I just, and again, nothing against Michael B. Jordan. He did a damn good job. He he did. He played his part, um, and he was believable. Like you said, there was a lot of shouting. But you know, when now saying that, I'm thinking I can accept the shouting because he really gave me a child throughout the entire film. It's okay. like he was stunted in that five or six year old who's walked in on his dead dad. Like he, all his anger and frustration was. Like he said, I've prepared my whole life for this, for this fight with you. So no matter how intelligent he is, he's still emotionally stunted in that five or six-year-old who, who saw his dad dead and saw that Wakandan spaceship flying across the damn sky. Like
1: You just fixed that for me. Because I was like, I get that you're angry, bro. But even in his flashback, he's mm-hmm. a when he goes to the uh, ancestral plane, he's a child. Yeah, whereas T'Challa was
0: not. Yeah. T'Challa wasn't. Yeah, and that.
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> yeah, he that that was some. That was a damn good. Now I
1: gotta go watch it again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing where I'm like, you watch it and you, you might pick only one other thing when you watch it on the second time around. But when I watched it through the first time and then I went back and watched it again, I'm looking at because it. Even as a kid, I remember seeing shooting stars, airplanes, anything at night. I'm gonna look up in the sky and say, "Oh, what is that?" And so when the kids did it, I wasn't too taken aback by it. But once I I was like, okay, he went home. The movie just wanted to kill Margaret Eric, excuse me, to go back to his house. But now that I've seen it a few times and I know that his father was pouring into him as a kid, Wakandan culture and Wakandan education for him, he knows that these stars in the sky are not just stars in the sky. He has a good idea that we're in this, this, um, a project, neighborhood, a project full of probably a thousand apartments, but I know to go to my apartment because I know that that's not a regular something in the sky. I know what's happening.
1: Sky. yeah. Right, yeah. whereas the
0: other kids would continue playing basketball, like...
1: Yeah, continue looking until it goes away, like, let's get this... And, like, you're running to go get your dad. Like, mm-hmm. nobody... You know, you do that. Yeah, but no, that, that makes complete sense now. So, I...
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just... Killmarker has some valid points, and I'm... I'm a lot of criticism was in his execution and uh I guess do you have any any thoughts or ideas about did you think for one that he has some valid points and then secondly do you think that his execution was okay was it believable in his um ideas of of uh rising to the throne as black people
1: Okay when you're that angry and like you said when you're emotionally stunted of course your answer is I'm going to kill all of y'all that's. Awesome. <laughs> I got the answer right here. Like you just went to the army and killed a bunch of people. Like, this is how you think you saw, pro- you have solved problems through murder for your entire career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, of course, that's what he would do. <laughs> um, but as some, and I, and I, I remember being that angry. I remember learning these things about the past and the people who were surrounding and the people who were running our society.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my first, like, I can I can't imagine what my first thoughts would be learning that information and then having vibranium in one hand.
0: Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> my first thought might be to shoot y'all too. Like,
0: Absolutely, yes. As
1: a young person who's angry and hurt and looks around and sees that my people are defenseless. Yes. And continually attacked, and yes. I got vibranium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that might be the first, and so, and so for characters like that, I. For people wandering around saying, you know, Killmonger was right. Everybody, you know, take a deep breath. Take
2: <laughs> a deep
1: breath. Um, we get it, we get it, we get it, we get it. Um mm-hmm. we, we totally understand. But there are actually more important things. Absolutely. There are just there are more important things to do. And um there are ways to to fight oppression that I don't wanna say we haven't thought of.
2: Yeah.
1: We don't have the resources to enact on, on large global scales and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it it yeah, it, it's not what I would do with Vibranium. <laughs> it's not what I would do with that power. But I also wouldn't hide it. I mean, and I, I almost can't even be mad because think mm-hmm. about seeing your whole continent just attacked I think um the race for Africa happens like in the late to mid 1800s where mm-hmm. all the European colonies all the European countries come to Africa and colonize it and carve it up for themselves lord yes and um imagine seeing that and knowing what you have and knowing what they'll do to get it
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I have a book my grandmother rescued this book for me one of our church members died and she, her whole house every wall in her house was a bookshelf she had turned Uh-oh. all the walls yeah. mm-hmm. and she passed away she had nobody to leave the books to so my grandmother went and got these books for me and one of them was a book that was printed in 1860 called The History of Slavery mm-hmm. and there was a village up on this cliff and I was reading a chapter about slave catching mm-hmm. it was a village up on this cliff where these Africans lived and I don't remember the name of it but they had these Extreme fighting tactics. They were awesome. It was a, uh, they had these boulders. They would launch boulders at these white people coming to get them. Yeah. On the back of the boulder, there was a man. And so the boulder would come hit y'all and a man would jump off and start killing people.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And while he's doing that, there are people up on the cliff shooting arrows down that are poison. Mm. And it's the women who are doing that.
0: Mm, come on.
1: And so this fighting just rages on. But what happens is the black people get tired. And the white people just keep sending new white people every day because these mm-hmm. white people are just poor and starving, and they are being told that this is your only chance for survival is to go yeah. kill these Africans and take what they got. Yeah. So there's just boats of white people coming every day, and the Africans just get tired. Mm-hmm. So Come when you on. see that your enemy is tireless, mm. it is, you know what? We might just we might just have to hide. There's one person in that book who dug a hole and just laid in it for five days. Mm until they left and then he got out the hole and yeah. i was like I, t- I i know you did that i know you did that yeah. so just the relentlessness of that european land grab all over the world i could see a country shedding itself off i could see but i like i said i, I don't nec- like, I, like i said I, I don't think that's the answer mm-hmm. but i could see how somebody could come to that conclusion just like with Killmonger.
0: yeah absolutely and uh you, you bring up a good point, your tireless colonizers. That yeah. there is with this film, I feel like one, we live in two different Americas. There's America for black people, and there's America for white people. When I say white people, by extension, white passing people of any yeah. race. Yeah. And there is this heaviness from Killmonger, which is as a black person with my lived in experience. When Killmonger says we should take these weapons and give these to our brothers and sisters who are unarmed, I understand that everything that you just said about these tireless colonizers, that is the experience that we've had up until this point. Whereas a white person going to see this film, they might see it as he's just a villain who's trying to take over Wakanda. You don't understand that we live in two different worlds. So for you, America is all fine and good. It's gravy, especially if you're a beautiful white person then it's, it's gravy for you. But then you yeah. have this black person with all this lived-in experience that does not even have to be explained through exposition on the no. film because we know it, we live it. To yeah. some extent, we, we've gotten this, even when it comes down to, we might not have been colonized in you know our projects or our suburbs in Michigan or in Texas or in California, but we do have things like the welfare queen stereotype. The crack addict, the we lazy lived, we black. We
1: lived through the neighborhood being flooded with crack, and the decade before it was flooded with heroin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We lived, we we survived that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a lot of us didn't. A lot of our friends and family and our parents didn't make it through that.
0: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and it,
1: I, and they ca- I mean, they called it a war. Mm, Nancy yeah. Reagan drove tanks down the streets in Compton. And knocked over black people's homes on television mm-hmm. for entertainment for white people. Mm. Like, out de- in a tank.
0: Mm. It's, life ain't been no crystal there, hell. it um, When you even look at something as kind of lighthearted as the sitcom A Different World, they had a whole two-part special on Dwayne and Whitley being in Compton, was the Compton, where were they? They were in L.A. Yeah, and it was... Again, something that was on a lighthearted platform, but it was like the heavy episode. But the fact that that, the black issues permeated so many different mediums of art. The film, the painting, the written work, the, you know, visual work. And like I feel like Killmonger carried with him every single piece of African American history in this country. Period. Like all of the pains. So it's he is that I think everyone has their own inner killmonger that may not come out in the very same way, but he was a machine who had to adapt to his surroundings, which was one being abandoned by his people being orphaned by his people. I'm sure being thrown into the system. Cause hell we had no mother to speak of. And there was no uh, paternal side of the family in America who, and he had to be better and better
1: just to survive. Like, when he goes back to the ancestral and he's talking to Sterling K. Brown as a kid his Sterling K. Brown looks at him he says you don't have no tears for me mm. you're crying about this but you, you have no tears for me and the little kid looks at him and says people die around here all the time it's just how it is here
2: yes.
1: and then Sterling K. Brown starts to cry and says look what I did look at what I've done mm. I should have just taken you home
0: yes yes and that that's that spoke to so many different experiences that we have, um, especially with black men in the black family with their sons and daughters. Because uh, I feel like Killmonger is that entry point character where he could have been a female character and it would have been just as heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. That was such a powerful scene. and The very oh. fact that his heaven... Was that apartment back home with his dad? His
1: dad. It, I tell you I'm just beginning to associate Sterling came around with crying.
0: Like you know, <laughs> pretty much, hell.
1: <laughs> you just make him like I refuse to watch uh This is us. I was like, I don't know how y'all watch this show every week that uh, makes y'all cry. I don't I know why y'all won't cry every week. I have I mean, plenty of about it. no right, thank-
0: right. <laughs> yeah he's the best him and his family his immediate family are the best part of this show but yeah that's that's a that's a that's a interesting interesting show um but yeah he this killmonger I, hmm. again he's stunted but there's pros and cons to that because you see that innocence of that little boy i mean you still get the tantrums and the yelling and shit but you get that innocent black boy who has had to just grow up on his own he had to raise himself that was and that- now,
1: and I think some I think we've some people have addressed this before. When you first learn that we we is this this term HOTEP and how mm-hmm. we refer to our brothers and sisters who we call HOTEP people, mm-hmm. it's really what it is is the first stage of learning.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. That's
1: Jordan is that's where Killmonger is. He's mm-hmm. in the first stage and he's not getting out of that first stage
2: because
1: mm-hmm. the first stage is just rage and reaction. Yeah. And that's what, you know, just being held to is like, you notice these problems. What is the first thing you can come up with as a solution? Oh, well, we should just do this. And it ignores
0: mm-hmm.
1: so many other entities and institutions at work.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely, You
1: are seeing a direct path to vanquishing your enemy.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And instead of taking into account all the human loss that will occur, mm-hmm. all the problems that will occur, all of the laws and like i said institutions in your way you can't even see them you can't see the forest for the trees
2: mm-hmm.
1: you are looking straight through to your enemy and how to strike him in the heart right and right. that's what and that's what being a that's what being a whole tip it's really just only having the 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 foundational information and what you're supposed to do is build on that and, and i think yeah. Yeah, I just I just think that's what we do when we when we first get We're all angry. We're all killmonger at first. Yeah. We all like as soon as we get to you. What happened to us? Are you mm-hmm. serious? And y'all mm-hmm. just sitting around here like, mm-hmm. why are mm-hmm. we not them? Like that's it's <laughs> almost the first reaction. And you have to you have to get past that point. You just, you just have to.
0: Yeah, and moving past that point, I think that while while everyone has a killmonger in them, they also have a Nakia. Because I feel like him and her, their thoughts on Wakanda and um, Wakanda's solidarity and their, um, what do you call it, uh, being hidden versus what they could do for the world, I feel like they had a lot of the same, maybe they wanted close to the they same end the result.
1: Same yeah, They wanted the same things, but they wanted to get a different. Nakia is the end result. Nakia yeah. is the end result. You start off as Killmonger and you end up as Nakia. Yeah. That's where you're supposed to end. Like, I'm so glad you said that because we haven't talked about Nikia enough. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, let's what, go into Nikia.
1: <laughs> like, and I, I saw somebody saying, you know, somebody was just bragging on Nikia and I was like, I was more focused. I, I was I not want to say I was more focused, but it was uncomfortable to me because love interests are tough to do yeah. in this age. You, you've yeah. done pretty much every uh, imaginable scenario for a love interest. Mm-hmm. And so to see her just resisting to Chala, like leave me alone. And T'Challa's not leaving her alone, it was uncomfortable. And not from a, you know, like a me too standpoint, but from a one of y'all needs to get away from the other one. Like, get her annoying me. Cause it is it, only the attraction seems to be only on his side. And it's just, it's annoying. <laughs> this is this is aggravating to me. Because usually, even when somebody's like resisting, there's kind of a spark.
2: Yeah. There's
1: no coming off Nakia. Nakia is very focused on what she wants. Mm -hmm. Like, Nakia barely jokes with him. Like, she's like, bro, what? I'm ready to go. I have work to do. Like, shut up. she,
0: she was very much, um, like she said, I, I could, well, she said something. He was like, yeah, you could stay here and be my queen. She's like, well, if I wanted to, um, he said you, know, he said
1: you would make a. He said you would make a good queen if you weren't so stubborn. And she said, "I would be a good queen because I'm stubborn." Yes, that's it. That's said, what I'm like, saying. I, right. She was like, "If I wanted to be the queen. right
0: motherfucker, no, yeah, like yeah, nigga, you you don't don't put that on me, motherfucker." But yeah, no. she yeah, she was very much um yes, very much like I am. I am. I. I am important and the things that i want are valued even even if i'm not attached to you i'm more than just being a queen i'm more than being your woman like because you never hear somebody say oh that's your man like he's your man if she was to marry the king she would be his queen she would be his woman like it's and it's going back to their first meeting in the film anyways where he came down whooped some ass and then set her free She's like, you fucked up my mission. You interrupted my mission. Like I'm doing something. Mm-hmm.
1: You interrupted me at work. You came up to my job. You came up to
0: my
1: ah, <laughs> not my job. <laughs> yes. That's all I heard. Like, what? What? And then it's like, my dad dies. Like, oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: See, and that's and and again. The f- I would if, going back to that. Let's get a a, a backstory. I want to see Nakia's story. How Man. what the, was she doing to? What was she doing? What led her to be on that uh, that truck en route to wherever the hell they were going? That's what, what I want to see.
1: Spy. What, what is the Wakandan spy program? What is their intelligence program like? How do you listen?
0: Become- listen
1: wakandan cia like what the, did they even have a name is she just operating on her own like what's and,
0: and so- yes and that's I, like i didn't i it, i guess the details didn't matter in the grand scheme of the movie but i wanted to know what is this like what the hell are y'all doing like she because they let it be known before she even appeared on film that she could take care of herself and yeah. she showed that and <laughs> It was addressed, but again, she's like, "You, you're messing up my mission. What? Who sanctioned this mission?" Yeah,
1: right. exactly. Oh god, Nikki. And even when she gets into it with Okoye, Okoye is like, "I'm not a spy who can come and go as they please, mm. bro. it's the spy program." What's listen,
0: it? listen, that that fucked me.
1: Down up. On the spies? What's going on here?
0: Look, that fucked me up because I understand the history of the Dormila. They are warriors for the royal family and specifically the black panther like everything these 18 women from these 18 tribes do is for the black panther i get that yeah. so for me hearing her say that like i can't go like bitch you think i'm leaving with you he though he though we don't like this king he's still the king he still won his fight he still went through the proper channels he's the king my job is to serve the king like i and again i'm not in some program where i can just leave whenever the hell i want to. and it was just like damn you didn't that was like a low punch. Nakia didn't deserve that. Why?
1: You? It was a it was a low, <laughs> and that and then the kid comes right back. Uh, she was like, she's supposed to serve your country," and the kid's like, "I'm gonna save my country." Mm. Like, mm. boom, shut up. Yes. And what is striking about this scene is this scene right here, where the characters are in conflict about how to save the day. Yes. Yeah. it's just two white guys having this conversation.
0: Absolutely, yes. Black
1: women having it.
0: Black Let's women. Because the main man who we would be focused on is out of commission at this point. These women are not failing the Bechtel test. These women are talking about things other than what is the Black Panther going to do? I wonder. Like, they're actually strategizing and getting shit done. Like, oh, man. Even in the conversations where they were speaking about men, it wasn't, oh, isn't he so dreamy? I love this nigga. No, it was this nigga is king. I gotta serve him. Huh, Bitch, come with me. We gotta get the shit back. Like, it wasn't to serve a man in the sense that their whole character is just based around being with this dude. That wasn't no, the case.
1: You are a general and you are a spy. Like, mm.
0: And their clothing, I love that Nakia being a spy was not decked out in some Black Widow outfit from a oh. 007, a movie. She was just as effective in her The first scene with that kind of burka looking outfit as she was in her green dress, as she was in her Dora outfit that she didn't want to put on. Like she, (laughs) she was just as effective and she was just as important and she didn't need black leather to um, cue that she's a spy.
1: No, (laughs) no, she's not. She just kicked a lot of ass and did not take no shit at all. And oh, so wanted to help her. That when she said we could do refugee programs, we could do we could send aid, and we could do it better than anybody. And then his, you know, T'Challa is a typical Wakanda response. You know, we don't want it to threaten the sanctity of Wakanda and our culture. And she was like, Wakanda is strong enough to help others and protect itself.
0: Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And that and that security and that knowing and that faith in her people. That's why I said Nakia is what you're trying to get to. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yeah. And I, I just, I want more. Get <laughs> yeah, paying. I want more. <laughs> I mean, I, the women were dynamic on their own, but taking yeah. a step back and just looking at their hair, oh. Nakia's different hairstyles, Okoye, and her. Tri- I want to say tribal. I don't know if that's offensive, but her, her, her tattoos, um, Shuri, and her different hairstyles with them braids, her, like Ramonda with the blonde, blonde, the white locks, like
1: oh my the god, women's hair. Oh my god, the white locks were everything. I was like, <laughs> this is the storm we never got.
0: Absolutely and we <laughs> so- can still have her.
1: She- <laughs> <The storm laughs> we
0: just <laughs> And she, I just, I, me not being African and not knowing or having the ear to di- have um to differentiate between different accents and where they might come from, I don't know if I'm ignorant in that everybody sounded good because I don't know firsthand how African accents should sound, but they sounded amazing. Everyone sounded good to me.
1: Everybody Especially. sounded good. I did not like Forest Whitaker's pronunciation of the Blick Panther. <laughs>
2: but
1: that was about it. But everybody else was pretty stellar and on point. Um, and I want to say Chadwick Boseman said he took his African from, he took his African, he took his dialect from South African, Osa, Osa, Osa. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. He was like, because he wanted it to be melodic. Okay. And uh, I, I at first I didn't like that uh, Killmonger was American. Uh-huh. And then I thought he was, um, but when he spoke, when he spoke in the what yes. kind of language, mm-hmm he had a dialect but he only used it yeah for that, yeah. those couple of lines yeah. for himself
0: and he that in hmm, i like that they put him in Oakland i guess because yeah. of the, the drugs and everything because he originally was in Harlem um mm. which he went to MIT so i don't know if that's kind of his Harlem in the movie okay. um but yeah the dialect was that that was again I like that we got these subtitles and we got these actors speaking in. If some of it was made up, I don't know, but I'm assuming most of it, if not all of it, was actual African words. I love seeing that. I hope there's a director's cut version where there is no captions because I just want to be able to see them go back and forth from English to their Wakandan dialect and just just the take director's it all in.
1: cut better have that four hour version on it like um, hours, the fu- yes. Where, yes where is it otherwise y'all better give me two hours to delete the scene like where Something.
0: is it yes yes because <laughs> this again this, this was such an amazing movie such a groundbreaking movie uh, visually with wardrobe cinematography colors lighting all that to um, so the effects to the acting because even Claw the white man yeah. was so interesting i wanted more from him that when he died i didn't expect for him to die
1: no and andy is andy circus is you know andy circus plays all those cgi characters yeah he Gollum and uh basically almost anybody who's a cgi uh he
2: plays
1: (laughs) ether and uh the planet of eight movies yeah so to see him on screen really acting i was like go andy circus you mm-hmm.
0: do your thing. You get out of those green little tight oh. <laughs> And you, you do know. it. He, yeah, he did the damn thing. I, I loved. He was a villain. I, like I like Loki. Loki is a really good villain. I like yeah. him. Um, Claw. I like him. I would love to see more of him. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get that because he died in this movie. But yeah. just like him, Killmonger and Loki. Like I enjoyed those villains. They made me. They were just as dynamic as the heroes, and they made me want more from them. Like, um, my favorite Disney villain, well, two for one, is Scar and Javar. They will always be my favorite. I they want more from them. <laughs>
1: they were <laughs> so, good. They were good. And so, I don't, I
0: don't, I guess, how did you feel about Claw, one of the only white people in this movie?
1: Um. I like that he kept, I, I don't want to say I like that he kept calling them savages, but I just, that layer of racism, yes. it didn't need to be dismissed or omitted, like it was there and he kept saying it,
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: like, I mean, because I don't think they want to just put the N word in I the Disney movie. I was just about to say that <laughs> in movie,
0: that was their way of saying nigga.
1: <laughs> he wasn't about to call him niggas, I'm about to actually change my name on Twitter to, to S word after that uh, episode of the Boondocks where he called <laughs> it uh because it's Jorah. <laughs> yes, yes. What's the name of the guard again is it Jorah Mal Jorah Is it Dora
0: Milaje? Yeah,
1: Malaje.
0: Yeah, like okay. uh, yeah, That's yeah, French or something. Okay. But yeah, Malaje. Uh huh.
1: But um, Claw, because because Claw's in um Age of Ultron, right? Yes,
0: yeah.
1: And he's, I mean, he's just what you think. He's just what you think a greedy little South African arms dealer would mm-hmm. be like. Yes. Some yes. grubby little man with who's uh, with you know issues of inadequacy because you because missing limbs don't ever fully recover you know self esteem while so, and I don't want to you know blame that on that but he I want to say he had an arm and he lost it right
0: yeah I believe so because he um that's how he escaped Wakanda the first time I think I, okay. I believe so
1: so. Just this grubby little greedy man who's just in the arms dealing and doesn't care who he hurts or what he hurts mm-hmm. as long as he money at the end of the day. He just he embodies that and he did a very good job making me believe that he was just evil and yes. money hungry and just disgusting. Like yeah, just yeah, you you about right.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was trash, but he was good trash <laughs> for the film. Like I, I, he he was good. I, I wanted you more. Him. Um, I especially love the scene with Akoye um, and Lupita, Lupita, uh, Nakia chasing this nigga in uh, what was it, Korea? In the, like yeah, that whole fight scene that culminated in that chase.
1: That that was a good car chase scene, and car chasing is our important. The only thing I didn't like about the car chase scene was. Kendrick Lamar shouting at me. I was like, I feel like, I feel like some, I feel like, cause I know y'all want to promote the soundtrack or whatever, but I feel like yeah. there should have been maybe a classic black song playing here. Yeah. And by classic, I mean any, just, just a, a good, like Bombs Over Baghdad would have been good. Oh, and, you say um,
0: that. Yes.
1: I, I'm trying to think of some other, uh, uh, one of the fast Missy Elliott songs would have been good. Yes, yes, um, yes. A Timbaland beat, like just, some, I feel like an important black because mm-hmm. a lot of car chases have good music. Yes. And it wasn't that the Kendrick Lamar song wasn't good. It was just new. We've never heard it before.
0: Right, right, right. You want to uh, talk about I can back. get
1: on beat with this song while it's is t- Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm going to watch it when I get on DVD and just put it on mute and play a song because I do that because I'm just. <laughs> um, but uh, I've done it where I've dubbed, like, Kung Fu Fights to trap music, and it's, like, awesome, like, Okay, okay. Not, like, but... See, I was like, No, I'm not doing that, but it's it's funny. Um <laughs> But that car you no, know, that car chasing was amazing, especially with the women chasing them and sure we haven't gotten we yes. haven't really sure yet on, amazing tech where she's driving a car but she's killing with And what what?
0: When I tell you I it took a lot of points in this movie took a lot for me not to just yell out and <laughs> that was one of them. That Letitia Wright go ahead you get what is sure get into this this wonderful princess
1: just, and like I said you know brother relationships are really important I have a big brother and so seeing her and her big brother mm-hmm. it, like it just it was everything and um earlier in our know spoiler section I kept saying she kept saying these two words she kept saying my lab yes Let's go to my lab yes. Imagine a black woman just walking up to you on the street saying, hey, let's go back to my lab real my quick.
0: My lab, yes.
1: You mean like your dog, your labrador? What are you talking about? What do you right, you
0: gotta... right.
1: Like, your lab? Oh, and she just kept saying it. And everybody was just like, okay. Yes. To my lab. We got to go back to my lab. And I was like, this nigga has a laboratory. She's oh, dead. and it,
0: it was just, it was sexy. And not to, and not oh, no, trying no, to reduce this woman anything, because let's say the words to sex but this, the lab itself was just like a beautifully constructed, oh. it looked like a penthouse. It just, it was,
1: I'm the Batcave
0: could never. On top
1: of the mountain by herself, like, and nobody's been supervising me. Mm-mm. It's just me in the lab. What's up?
0: Surrounded by vibranium that I have found a way, me being Shuri, <laughs> I found a way to transport. Me. I, like, oh, God. This is... Yeah. Which, which, again, and then this, the fact that she's developed the way in which to transport Vibranium and that very thing that she created comes back to be a plot point towards the end in the fight between yeah. T'Challa and Killmonger. Like, yeah. ah, without this woman, could we have even made it this far? Could we? Because it's country? Because she, oh my god, She like she created these new suits that he's wearing. Like,
1: ah, when she walks him through, like, on some fucking uh, James Bond shit, like, let me show you these gadgets I got. Yes, yes. Like, it's, it's, it's Batman can never, James Bond can never. Q <laughs> never. Whoever pulls out the gadgets with James Bond could never. Right,
0: right, right. Oh, my God. Yes, Shuri is. And I love that I can't place her age because I can't, I don't really, I don't think, was, is T'Challa like, what, maybe early 30s, mid 30s? I think so. So I'm thinking she's, I don't know, maybe mid to late 20s. But she gave off this innocence and this, and the same, um, like in the same token, she gave off this knowledge. Like it did, I felt like she would have been a prodigy. Like she could have been a 12 year old girl who's playing around with vibranium and then create a robot. And that was believable. It didn't feel, anything didn't feel forced.
1: It didn't. It did not. mm -hmm. It felt Mm -hmm. perfect. Oh my God, it was perfect. And she, and like you said, she gave off this innocence because she's not necessarily a fighter, but when you see her tinkering with those little cannons, it's like, now you know, you know, I'll fight you. Like, right, right,
0: right. Yeah. Come
1: door with them cannons on her arm. It's like, no, I've been waiting. I've been waiting on somebody to fuck with my brother while I can get to him.
0: Yes. Oh, and her love for her brother when he was fighting on, um, what is it? The waterfall, the great waterfall, whatever. Yeah. Each time, she's just she's. Oh my god! I have a cousin who's my age, and his younger sister is about two or three years younger. And I just remember us being kids, and me and him fighting, or we fighting some other people. She on the porch, like whoop his ass. Like she ain't saying no. no but she's like, like I just it brought me back to being a kid again, and just seeing her. And she, man, Shuri is dope as hell.
1: Man, she. I... <laughs> And somebody was like, We need a Black Disney princess line for sure, because she is a Black Disney princess. I was like, Yes. And I was like, Disney and Marvel, do y'all really know what y'all did? Do y'all really know what y'all did here? Like, mm, I fully really expect some Shuri dolls and some Shuri Disney princess gear.
0: Yes, absolutely. And yeah, I want me a Shuri shirt, Goddamn, If I got to make it on my own, because they probably won't make it in my side. And if y'all
1: got Black Panther claws and Hulk hands, I want some Shuri Panther cannons. Like, what's up? Like, yeah,
0: I think they have some for kids. Um, I want to say I saw a commercial. Oh, I think Black Girl Nerds tweeted something out. I'd have to go back through my okay. Twitter timeline. But I believe they are, they do have those panther claws. Okay. I believe they do already. They
1: got, the, they got Shuri's? Her yeah,
0: little... those ones. They're like all black though. I I, th- I just know I saw a box of those and then I saw like a quick commercial that I didn't pay attention to with some kids in it. It is lit. But
1: yes. she's black genius prodigy wonderkin
0: yes yes and who could hold her own like in the scene towards the end when killmonger was bested her there was no fear in her eyes there wasn't i'm a damsel come save me there was like okay you know what's next like i like i feel like she (laughs) either
1: somebody on twitter said killmonger was gonna send sure to the upper room and i cried
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh hell no (laughs) I sure like she she took on this man who had a lot of people shook. She yeah. used her own to like she Oh my god. I Shuri was a breakout star. Her and um Winston Duke were breakout yeah. stars for me. They were the two who stood out the most in a, a film full of motherfuckers who just stand out just by existing. And, and- Ryan Coogler, kudos to you, man, because
1: he Hat did off. that. Hats off. And mm-hmm. I was going to say something else about Sherry sheet Oh, we talk about backstories and things you want to see fleshed out. Remember in, did you ever see 300 movie?
0: Um, yeah, it's been so long, but yeah, I saw it.
1: But do you remember the montage in the beginning where they talk about how they train the boys? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to see them train the Dora Melaje into what? Because all these women, none of them are scared. At all. I want to see their upbringing. I want to see what little Wakandan girls are taught as girls yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because not one of them has fear in their heart like oh. so I want to see their training program mm-hmm. Because I yeah. feel like it's that they they take you as a kid. I, feel, I but I need to go look at
0: well, No, book. no, no. What they do because this has been addressed, but it okay. was in a six issue run, uh, written by Roxanne Gay, called "The World of Wakanda." And, <laughs> and it's really good. And I'm so devastated, just as everyone else, that they ended it at six issues because Marvel doesn't want us to have nice things. Oh. But what they they have like a training facility where when you are, and I don't know the age. I know traditionally it's been anywhere from fourteen to like. 18 or 21 but they okay. take these 18 women from the 18 tribes of wakanda send them away because they were initially wives in training but yeah they kind of grew out of that role yeah. into to bodyguards and the story of world world of wakanda is about uh anika and oh god Oyo. Jesus. Um, Ayo and Anika. Oh, Lord, there you I- go. Ayo and Anika. And they, they weren't in the film. If they were, they weren't mentioned by name. But they are two women who fall in love during this training. So it's yes. kind of their love story. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> so it's their love story, but it's also the story of the Dora Milaje, up to the point in which you see them in uh Ta-Nehisi Colt's run of Black Panther, which is currently going on now. And so like you said, yes, I would love to see uh, how these one how they're selected because some women are selected because they're the most beautiful and the most sought after but then there are others who are selected because they're just quote-unquote badass girls who just fucking shit up and like there's nowhere yeah. else for them to go so they need discipline it's like military school for women so mm. yeah I, I i'm right there with you give me yeah. something on on own in the vein of green leaf with a little bit of uh New York Undercover. And a bit Come on. <laughs> on. That's New York Undercover. Look, Thank just to throw back, give me like some, some hard-hitting, heavy shit. Yes, I would love to see a story of the Dora Milaje training. Like, yeah, that 18 black women would have jobs. If, you know, nothing else, we would get 18 black actresses having jobs.
1: Jobs I mean. and high-ranking military positions. I, I can't imagine the United States military with just all high-ranking Black women officials.
0: Listen, that oh, a force to be reckoned with for real. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts of Mbaku and the White Gorilla tribe, like just as a okay, whole?
1: I I loved that there is tribal infighting because it's it, it does exist in the beginning. These are several tribes living together in the country, and they decide to you know come under this banner of this one person, and um. It. I have feelings about them being gorillas because of the yeah. comparison, the monkeys through yeah. his. Um, but I also get it. I mm-hmm. also kind of, like get it. Like, a, like who wouldn't want to be a gorilla? Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's really crazy that they're a mountain tribe, that they're a mountain, yeah. and they live in the cold. Yeah. Because when you think of people who live in Africa, you don't think of people living. Right, right. 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 Or who dwell or who are mountain dwellers mm-hmm. and um I think it was I think it was really beautiful I loved their um I love their attire
2: mm-hmm.
1: and their um I don't know what's on their ankles but it reminded me of uh Zulus
0: yeah yeah I can see that
1: ankles. um but M'Baku Mbaku was a good antagonist mm-hmm. because especially like in that scene where T'Challa... Is about to go back down the mountains to fight um, mm-hmm. Killmonger, and he's like, you know, this is about us. And that looks at him and almost laughs and says, "Us? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're the first king to come up here in centuries, and you yes. holler us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it shows you this that these people that this continent country, as great as it claims to be, and as loving and inclusive as it claims to be, as as you know insulated as it claims to be, is still ma- mani- mani- uh managing to marginalize a group."
0: Yes, absolutely. And
1: mm-hmm. in the beginning, it makes it seem as though the Jabari go up the mountain by themselves and yeah. are not banished or forced to be up there. They just go, mm-hmm. and that's a relationship I'd like to look more into. But yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. he he does as a ruler. He feels he feels disrespected. Yes, he feels isolated. He, you know, y'all don't even talk to us.
0: Mm-hmm. Understandably so. Yeah.
1: Says, well, yeah, I'm showing up here on Challenge Day. Like mm-hmm. your daddy die. You got a little kid doing all the tech, like,
0: mm-hmm, yep. Who doesn't <laughs> uh, give a damn, <laughs> about what is it? disrespected tradition. Like he, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I'm walking my ass down this mountain and I'm about to fight you. Cause no, to all of this. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. I get. And it was, it was a really good example of what was to come. you left somebody out and they will come, it will come back and bite you in the ass.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And I, I, I'm all for that. He, I guessed it right before it happened, but that he had T'Challa's body. I, but I guessed it like a second before he showed up. Like it, it just made sense in my heart that he would have T'Challa. But the fact that, like you said, you are the first person to come down here in centuries. And T'Challa's like, well, once he's done with me, he'll come for you. Yeah, that's all fine and good. But, that's not going you. It's not the enemy of my enemy is my friend because once yeah. we defeat him, I'm still back in this mountain and you disregarding what I want from my people, you know? What's the
1: thing? Things are going to change just because I help you.
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed
1: to help you for shit to just stay like this, huh?
0: Yeah, which is like, again, and this is kind of addressed or kind of it is explicitly addressed in the current run of Black Panther by Tanahasi Kos and Brian Stelfries. They are dealing with a world of Wakanda. That understand or that is reeling from the actions of Black Panther because he is an amazing character in all of his history of comics. He's done great with the Avengers. He's done great with the Fantastic Four. He's done all these amazing things. But what Tanahasi Hasekoshi has done is he's brought Wakanda into the reality that we live in. Yeah. Yes, Black Panther is amazing in these stories, but while he was gallivanting with the Avengers and the Fantastic Four, Wakanda was left unprotected and kingless. So he's mm-hmm. dealing with that idea that how in the fuck are you a king and an Avenger and a world traveler? You can't do that. You need to be here for your people and it's a damn good run, honestly. It's <sighs>
2: yeah.
1: I'm gonna check out that and Roxane Gaze because yes, that's the word a-
0: of Wakanda. Yes, please do, because uh, that will be a lesson coming up here soon, and I I think that it's worth a look. It's worth yes, because most definitely it's it's damn good. Um, so yeah, oh geez, so I don't know. Uh, oh, the one thing that I was pissed about, well, many number of things, but one of the other things <laughs> is the black woman who was helping Killmonger. I get that she's a nameless villain, but Man. shit, why does she that- have to get taken out like that with no backstory, no explanation, nothing?
1: Like- uh, <laughs> and you know what <sighs> i um i i didn't i didn't like it a lot either. But and I forgot it was something else that I wanted to compare it to. Mm-hmm. But it 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 really stood out to me that she was light skinned too.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And um she's light skinned, she's villainous, she's nameless. Mm-hmm. And I just and all I can and the only reason I don't move for stuff like that is because I can't count the number of times a dark skinned woman has been cast the exact same way. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's I, I just sit there.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I'm
1: I'm light skinned, so I just <laughs> like, like what should I don't know. What to, y'all want me to be mad about like I, right, I, right, right, right. Well, I no, I feel it. you. As mm-hmm. a as a light skinned woman, I can't tell you how many times that it has to, and it had to, and it had to be brought to my attention as a kid because mm-hmm. I was a really rich white school. Yeah, then wasn't really trying to differentiate us by color.
2: Yeah,
1: that uh, they were. It wasn't no dark skin, light skin in my school. We was black, and we mm-hmm. had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So colorism was introduced to me when I got to my black ass middle school. Okay. So, <laughs> And it had to, and it had to, and I had to keep learning new things about it from my friends who were dark skinned women. Mm-hmm. So as a woman, yeah, that's trash. The fact that Killmonger murders her is trash and yeah. sexy and fucked up. Yeah. And but I, it's, it's kind of like that Killmonger shit. Like I, I get it. I get yeah. It.
0: And now that you say that, now it that does make sense to me because again, in Tana Coast run. He, him and Brian Stelfreeze made a choice, a um, conscious choice to make sure that every woman and male that were closer to royalty, closer to the throne are darker in complexion and they get lighter the less royal or the further away from the throne that you are. So there's something to be unpacked there and that does make sense. Now that yeah. you brought that to my attention, but initially I was like, what the fuck? Another black woman dead? Because, you know, nameless black woman dead. When
1: I saw her at the coffee stand, I was like, oh, the light skinned villain. I get it. I get so. <laughs> yep, you're right. Yeah. Dude. Because that's what I want white people to do when I'm talking. Just just say, yes, you're right. Just uh-huh. shut the fuck up.
0: Uh-huh. Shut up. <laughs> Damn right. You're right about let that.
1: Up, yeah, let us make up for lost time. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> like, you're, you're absolutely right. Yes, because yes. I, it, that was a conversation we had my freshman year of college we were sitting in my dorm we were watching music videos mm-hmm. and my friends were like man I hate that they always make the dark skinned girl ugly and I said what? <laughs> like you have noticed that training all the dark skinned girls are usually like ugly in the music videos and I was like what? <laughs> and so we started watching more music videos and I was like oh this is bullshit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, it's, and I was mad at myself for not noticing
0: well you know you live you you went from your know, kill to to Nikia. you you're aware now <laughs>
1: i'm a, i'm aware i'm aware so now i'm all Nikia with it like yeah that's that's what
0: happened like, <laughs> oh Mark- shit um yeah all in all this was a freaking amazing um documentary that's what this was this was an amazing Thanks. documentary <laughs> I won't be referring and, to it as a film anymore, as a documentary. No,
1: seriously. Um, and for those of y'all who don't believe us, um, check out the history of Ethiopia. Ethiopia was one of the is it, is the only African country to never be fully colonized. Mm, mm. Uh, it was invaded by the Italians, and the Italians' plan was to keep giving them guns so they'll turn them on each other. But they just kept stockpiling them and then using them against the Italians.
0: Mm, come through, Ethiopia. Come through. Yes.
1: Um, and I'm I'm waiting on these takes for somebody to compare these two, and I haven't seen one yet. I'm I, well, I really need the person to do it. I might have to do it. And the <laughs> other comparison I I really want to see is the comparison to a quilombo mm-hmm. called Pates, and you know what a quilombo is, right?
0: Absolutely not. Go ahead, educate us.
1: Uh, a quilombo, uh, Brazil imported more Africans than any other country, right? Mm-hmm. Because Brazil had this really specific problem. Because I think slavery had been a little bit more set up over there for them, because Brazil had mm-hmm. been there. Brazil, uh, the Portuguese had been in Brazil for way longer than the British had been in America. Yeah. So I think their system of slavery was a little bit more set up when those Africans started arriving. hmm And so they had this huge problem with uh, mass suicide. These Africans would get over there, see what was going on, and like you would wake up to go get them niggas to sell them the next day, and everybody would be dead. Yeah. And so once they got through that problem, the other problem was them running away into the forest where the Portuguese wouldn't really go and couldn't really navigate as well as them, even though they had never been there before. And they started building these compounds called quilombos. And they were basically little towns hidden in the jungle that were unreachable by the Portuguese army. And the biggest and strongest quilombo was called Palmares. And the legend is it was started by an Angolan princess named Aquatune was kidnapped after I think an Angolan Congolese war. She was a prisoner of war, so that's how she got into the slave trade.
0: Yeah.
1: She escapes and she starts this she starts this quilombo called Palmares. And it stands for almost two hundred years, untouched by any white people. Mm. And it got so big it had like provinces. It had smaller cities. And it was untouchable and It was just amazing. Just after that, the rest, think about you survived the Middle Passage to create mm-hmm. a tiny Wakanda. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, please check, like, we, he, when he says it's a documentary, it's a documentary. Yes. If you're sitting there wondering, why haven't we? No, we did. We yeah. have.
0: Yes. Yes. And that brings me to the um, the quote that Killmonger said towards the end after he essentially was getting ready to die. Yeah, because uh, T'Challa says, that you know, you can be sa- we can save you, and he was like, you know, why? So you can lock me up and make me a prisoner? He said, no, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Like,
1: what the fuck? In a Disney movie?
0: I am again. This documentary entitled Black Panther has. <laughs> class let me tell you for those of you out there in the extended distance learning who has not have not went out and seen this film you need to go out and 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 look at just spoilers be damned we can spoil the entire movie for you and you will still enjoy this goddamn film this i don't know any, any final thoughts professor
1: um i just i'm gonna go see it again Absolutely. Because yeah. there were some colonizers in today's showing making lots of noise, and oh, I had Lord. to address them several times. Mm-mm. But several of them were, like, below the age of five, so I couldn't be mad at them. And just being trash. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> but it was my fault. I got up on President's Day and tried to go to the movies when a bunch of people were off work. And Right, right, right. <laughs> That's my fault. That's my fault. That's and right. I went to Pasadena, which is a very racist part of town. So that's my fault. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but go see the movie again. See it again and again. Buy it when it comes out. Buy the director's cut. Buy the special editions. See and learn everything you can about where these people got these ideas from. I hope that you found something in this film that spoke to you and what it is you do and what you love. Whether it's art, whether it's science, whether it's uh, activism, activism, because it's all there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, every field is represented. It 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 is a really it, you'll feel good when you leave the theater, mm-hmm. even after Michael B. Jordan's speech about, "Man, bury me with my ancestors." I mean that that's something that's a that's a whole conversation in and of itself. Just that one quote.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. go see it over and over again
0: Yes. like I said it'll make you feel good yes it will Um, okay class well uh, (laughs) thank you all for uh, listening in and writing your notes and for those (laughs) of you who have seen the film the documentary thank you for watching it those of you who haven't please take the time to go out and watch it over and over again uh, special special thanks to our amazing wonderful guest professor today guest professor tree bean thank you for <laughs> um,
1: having me. talking
0: to the screen podcast yes ma'am thank you and if you could could you give the class both distance learning class and those of us in front of us your credentials yet again so they can know where to find you
1: okay one more time the podcast is called talking to the screen um on Instagram, we're at Talking to the Screen. On Twitter, we are at Cousins Watch TV, but you can still search Talking to the Screen and find us. Um, we are on SoundCloud, as Talking to the Screen. On iTunes, is Talking to the Screen. Um, listen, rate, subscribe. Tell us what we should debate next. Tell us if you want to be on the show. If there's something that's just, you have a burning question, you just, you know what the right answer is, <laughs> let us know. Uh, and we also live tweet a lot of shows, so come on and live tweet with us on Twitter. Uh, Again, at Cousins Watch TV on Twitter, but you can still find us at Talking to the Screen.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And again, thank you. I am so honored that you came all the way down to this wing of the Wakandan (laughs) School of uh, Alternative Studies and came in to discuss your expertise with the class. Very um, Yes, yes, yes. Lord. And I hope you guys out there in the distance learning class replay this session over and over as you may have missed some good tidbits of the first or second <laughs> listen. So um, as always, you know, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay Wakandan. And um, I don't know, Wakanda forever.
1: Wakanda forever.
0: <laughs>
2: All right.